gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new edition of Daily Dude Dynasty. I'm Craig Gorbanoff, and look who's back in the little box below us here. We got Mark <laughs> Taylor at EM Taylor 29 back on. I guess I'll say the airwaves, but this is a, a digital medium. So there's no there's no FM or AM frequency happening here. Either way, we have a lot of fun talking fantasy football each and every week. It is fantasy football playoff time, and this is this going to be a fun show because uh, last week, as we discussed, Rich and Marcus played in in one of their shared leagues. This week, Rich and I are playing in a shared league. And Marcus is playing John, who you may or may not remember. I promise he's alive. We haven't seen him. We haven't seen him in a while, but I promise he's around. I heard from him today. They're playing as well in a shared league. Uh, so we're going to go through these fantasy football matchups. We're going to discuss why we're starting certain players, how we're feeling about those matchups, and just, just kind of discuss the games overall. Uh, for anyone listening, this show is being recorded Thursday at 8.20 so anything in regards to the uh, Chargers-Raiders games in these fantasy matchups, we're going to kind of be talking about as the game is happening. And, uh, you know, we might be wrong. We might look stupid. I don't know. The game's going to be going by the time we are done. Uh, and this is one of those weird weeks with there's Saturday football. This is like the, the pre-Christmas Saturday football. I don't know why the NFL does this. It happens every year where there's two games on a, on a Saturday in the regular season. And it actually drives me crazy this time of year because I have to remember to set my lineup like just just that extra day in advance, which is – it just gets me out of that rhythm. So if anything, Rich, my superstition believes that you will win this week because I'm just out of my rhythm. But on the actuals, um, I, I, I think I might beat the dog poop out of you. Let's <laughs> – <laughs> Fantasy football, though, and Marcus, we're we're gonna kick things off with with your uh with your matchup here, and let's uh what we've been doing the last couple of weeks is we've just been taking it kind of position group by position group, talking about both players, talking about both games, and just kind of do you think you're gonna win that matchup? And Marcus, you're you're starting off hot and heavy here. You have the best quarterback in the game, Patrick Mahomes, facing off against the New Orleans Saints. And you are facing Deshaun Watson, who is squaring up against the Indianapolis Colts. Both are some pretty good defenses. That's a, a tough matchup for both quarterbacks. But why don't why don't you start by breaking down your quarterback, Patty Mahomes, and, and kind of the Chief Saints game as a whole? I mean, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you don't really have to say much. I mean, last week he threw a couple picks and then he just started throwing touchdowns. I mean, it's what they do in Kansas city. It's like, no matter what happens, you can, you can pencil them in for at least two touchdowns a game minimum. Like that's, that's like a bad game for him at this point. So I definitely think he's going to put up points. I'm not even remotely worried about Patrick Mahomes putting up any points for me. I also like his mobility. I think it's an underrated part of his game. He He's probably going to pick up anywhere from, you know, 30 to 40 yards on the ground. And that that all adds up, especially in in fantasy mm -hmm. football. Um, but you're facing another mobile, dangerous quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Um, Rich, we've we've talked about how talented the Colts are defensively. Um, what what do you think that that NFL fans, Texans fans, the Houston Texans can expect out of their quarterback this week? 
uh, a loss is what I'm going to start with. <laughs> I mean, I, I really think that the the Colts are definitely the better team on both sides of the ball right now. Uh, Deshaun Watson, it's an uphill battle. His his wide receivers are nowhere to be found. He's got a Kiki Kusu, who we'll talk about later because Marcus has him, and then Chad Hansen, who did not make the JETS. So that that's who he's throwing to right now. Uh, the running backs are hurt too. I, I think the Colts are just going to contain Deshaun. Plus, he got hurt last game. I mean, he got hurt. He was down. You know, he was out a few plays. So I, I think definitely, Marcus, you win this by leaps and bounds. I think he's probably going to double Deshaun Watson at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, the projection difference differential is about ten points. But I just feel so bad for Deshaun Watson. He has so much talent, and just that team around him is not set up to succeed. They can't protect him. He's scrambling like a madman. He has no one to throw it to. It's just an ugly situation for Deshaun in Houston. Um, I agree with you, you 100%. I, I think Patrick Mahomes wins that matchup. In the Chiefs-Saints game, What what's your your prediction just in terms of who, who's going to come up on top, Rich? I mean, it's really going to come down to if Drew Brees plays. I mean, he's back at practice. It seems like he's going to be the starter. Um, he's going to come back fresh, hopefully. Um, I think if Taysom Hill plays this game, there's no chance that the Saints are going to win. I think if Drew Brees plays, there's at least, you know, a 40% chance that they win. But I think the Chiefs are the better team. I think this might be, this should be the Super Bowl. I say it every year. This would be great to have as a Super Bowl, you know, prequel. Um, but I think the Chiefs will win. But Drew Brees will make it closer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that as well. And Marcus, as we kind of slide down your matchup here, it's the battle of two Saints running backs at the RB1 position. Uh, it's Alvin Kamara on your team going against Latavius Murray. You obviously have the the primary running back. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that Kamara is going to score more points than Murray. So let's just kind of talk about this game overall. Are, are you in the same camp as Rich? Do you think the Chiefs pull out a victory? Yeah, um, same with Rich. If Drew Brees plays, they have a better chance. The issue is just I don't think Taysom Hill can quarterback the offense well enough to throw enough touchdowns and keep pace with Patrick Mahomes because you know he's going to come out slinging it to those speedster receivers. Drew Brees, he has more of a command. I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer. He can stay in the pocket and throw three to five touchdowns when healthy. I just don't think Taysom Hill can keep pace. Yeah, I I, I have to agree with that as well, and, and I think – you know, it's it's just it, the talent levels between Elvin Kamara and Latavius Murray are are night and day. It's a pretty obvious, clear cut victory for you. Let's let's talk about the running back two position, and then we'll we'll just kind of lump the running backs all in all. John's rocking James Connor. I think he's been a a, a fan of of Connor for, for a long time now. Uh, a disappointing season for Connor. Uh, in fantasy and statistics, uh, the the Steelers are having a fairly good season. Um, he's also listed as questionable, but a very good matchup against Cincinnati. If he's able to go, he's more than likely going to kind of right the ship and have a pretty good game. But you have David Montgomery going, Marcus, uh, for the Chicago Bears. Um, Bears, Vikings, you are a Vikings fan, so I'll, I'll let you kind of break down this matchup. I mean, part of me hopes he doesn't have a good game. <laughs> but um, I think he will. Um, he had a good game last week. Um, I think he's going to come in trying to stay hot against Minnesota. Uh, I can see him. He's going to get his touches. He's going to get his carries. Um, as far as Connor, um, 
I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, Big Brent, Big Ben, I mean, he's been slinging it. You got Juju, you got Claypool, you got Deontay. I want to say that's how right? Deontay Johnson. I mean, he got his weapons. Um, I think the Steelers are gonna come out playing hard. They play Cincinnati, so I think Big Ben is just gonna air it out. So that may limit James Con- James Connor's ability to get his touches, get his yards. But Montgomery. Um, I, I think he should play pretty well, unfortunately. I think he'll give me some good points, hopefully in a loss. Well, and, you know, if Minnesota can can get up, you know, by a couple of scores at one point, that might neutralize your boy Montgomery a little bit after maybe he scored a touchdown or, or, or yeah, so for you. Give me my it's points an and then game, disappear. Right? It's an interesting game, fantasy football. Fantasy makes you a monster. And, and, and Rich, the, the Steelers – uh, Bengals game. Steelers obviously uh, started off the season really hot. Haven't quite looked as good over the last couple of weeks. What's your analysis here? I mean, I'm going to say what Marcus always says. This is the chicken noodle soup game. I mean, this is going to make yeah. you feel a little better for mm-hmm. pretty much everyone on the Steelers side of the ball. But as far as the running backs go, I mean, they have three running backs who are just meh. I mean, you have Benny Schnell, you have Jalen Samuels, and you have James Conner, who none of them are that great. Um, so I'm not concerned about that. I think, honestly, you're going to pick up 15 points between Mahomes and uh, and Kamara, where you know Montgomery doesn't have to have a great game. I think you're, you're three for three so far on your side of the ball. I think the Steelers are absolutely going to win by a big margin, but I think it's going to be mostly through the air. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and specifically with, with this matchup. Yeah, we're, we're three matchups in a row where I feel like you probably have at least 20 points in terms of differential, maybe even more. You're projected to win by 30. So we'll we'll see how much more you pick up in the projections as we, we go down the pipe here, Marcus. Let's, uh, let's talk about the wide receiver matchup. And this is where I think John could um, – John could could rally back and maybe make up for some differential. The projection doesn't agree, but I think Juju Smith-Schuster against the Bengals could have a very, very big game. I understand there's a lot of mouths to feed um, in Pittsburgh, but Juju is one of them, and and who knows? Maybe it's his turn to get hot. It's one of those things you kind of have to wait and see. Um, Your wide receiver one is Adam Thielen, who is a, a daily to dynasty favorite over the last couple of years. Um, obviously we let you talk about the Viking Chicago bears game as a whole, but Rich, why don't you kind of talk about that game in itself and, and, and Adam Thielen as well? I mean, I just want to point out that, uh, didn't John trade you Adam Thielen? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he gave Woo. me, gave me Thielen. So, I mean, I love the redemption curve here. He's going to, he's going to kick John's butt here. Um, <laughs> I'm not a huge Juju fan. I mean, the way that he is on the Steelers right now, I, re- I legit think he's a number two uh, behind Deontay. Deontay does drop the ball a lot, and he got benched the first half of the game last week. I think he's going to come out, and he's going to be pretty explosive this week. Uh, you know, I-, I think Thielen definitely is the better wide receiver out of the two. I think that Chicago's defense is not what it used to be. I think the Vikings win this game. Um, I, think, I think the 17 points for Thielen, I think that's fair. Um, I don't think Juju's going to get 14, though. I'll put it that way. So, four for four for you, for sure. <laughs> and let's let's stay in the uh, the Minnesota Viking and Chicago Bear game because John's rocking the the wide receiver who complements Adam Thielen, and that's Justin Jefferson, Rich, a, a favorite of yours, a player uh, 
that you have on your team as well. This is the first time I'm really thinking that we we're going cross games here. Um, so you also have Justin Jefferson. Marcus is rocking Jarvis Landry, who is facing the better than advertised New York Giants pass defense. <laughs> the, the, the pretty good New York Giants pass defense, as we've we've come to discover over the last couple of weeks. Um, so, what, what, Rich, let, let's stay with you. You can talk about Justin Jefferson and then uh, the the matchup across the line with with Jarvis Landry. I love Justin Jefferson. I mean, he is he's better than. I'm not going to say every wide receiver that was drafted this year because I think C.D. Lamb and him will battle uh, until they retire, but it's going to come down to those two guys. I mean, they got a diamond in the rough. The, the Vikings have the best one-two combo, I think, in the NFL. Uh, it's like Diggs never left. Uh, you got young Diggs there. Uh, and then Landry, I mean, he, he's been good the last two weeks. Well, I can't even say last week. He, was, he had a dud against the Ravens. But before that, he was – he was serviceable as the number one wide receiver. He's just so hit or miss. I have him on my team, and I, you know, I draft him when I need a, a fifth wide receiver. I think Marcus, he did the same thing. So, you know, I think Jefferson's gonna blow Landry out of the water, which will make you happy in real life, not so much in this matchup. Mm, so, yeah. I think this is the first matchup that you lose, uh, but I do think the Browns and, and Landry beat the the Giants by a wide margin. Yeah, I, I have to say that I I agree. Um, the thing, Landry, they sometimes get a little cute and do something gadgety with him. So I don't know. He had a down week last week. He could have a bit of an up week. I think Justin Jefferson wins this matchup across the way, but you know, you've won the last like five. So don't be greedy, Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, and, and Browns, New York giants as a whole, uh, Marcus, what do you think about that matchup? Um, I think like you said, the giants defense is actually a lot better than people, give it credit for it's better than most people say according to rich his favorite thing um but uh, hopefully landry can uh like you said get some gadget plays throw a touchdown or something i think cleveland wins this game i think they'll be they're eager to get back on the field after losing that amazing game to the ravens and um i think baker comes out i don't know if he has an amazing game but i do think um cleveland can win this game i think Cleveland needs to step it up defensively if they want to win this game. I, I understand they faced Lamar Jackson and the Ravens last week, but it was a, a, a Lamar Jackson who isn't the same Lamar Jackson we saw last week and a Lamar Jackson who was prairie dogging for, for three and a <laughs> half quarters. Um, and they gave up 45 points um, to a pretty one-dimensional offense at, at this point. Um, I'm not saying that the Giants offensively are uh, – in the same league as Baltimore, but if Cleveland wants to be a contender this season, that's where they're going to have to step it up because that wasn't a great offense that they faced last week and they gave up over 40 points. If you can score over 40 in the NFL, you should be able to win. Uh, If not, there's a problem there. Uh, So that's my two cents on the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think they will beat the New York Giants, though, in primetime Sunday Night Football. Uh, Speaking of the Baltimore Ravens and the Prairie Dogging, uh, Lamar Jackson. Let's uh, let's talk about your tight end here. You got Mark Andrews facing off against TJ Hawkinson. I think both are pretty good tight ends. Both have really good matchups. So I think it's a little bit of a coin flip as to who actually wins this one matchup wise. But why don't we talk about Ravens Jags and Marcus? Let's start with you. What do you what do you like about that matchup? Um, as far as and as far as the matchup between the tight ends, I think 
um, whoever gets the touchdown comes out on top. I think they'll be both touchdown dependent. Um, Andrews seems to be the number one option because Hollywood Brown drops everything. And Hawkinson had uh, 11 targets, I think, against the Packers, but he only had 43 yards. So they're just touchdown dependent. Uh, Baltimore, I think they keep the good times rolling and come out. I think they beat the Jags. Um, I don't think Jacksonville really has anything for Baltimore. Um, I think Lamar has a good game. And hopefully Andrews gives me a couple touchdowns or at least 100 yards or something. Hopefully he gives you some points. But I think Baltimore wins this matchup. Now, Rich, do you, do you think the quarterback change in Jacksonville affects, uh, affects their ability to win this game against Baltimore? Or do you think that this game is pretty one-sided? I think this game's already over. But, uh, I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars will have a chance against the Bears, which is good. But, uh, you know, and I think Marcus really got lucky this week with Matt Stafford probably not playing. I don't really see Hawkinson surpassing Andrews in this game. If, if Stafford was in, you know, obviously I think it's definitely closer. Um, but I think I think Mark wins by, let's say, five points, which last week I think it would be the other way around. So. Yeah, I, the, the Matt Stafford factor is certainly a big one. I, I think Tennessee should pretty decisively be able to beat Detroit, um, especially without Stafford. But even with, I, I think Tennessee is just a much better football team uh, than the Detroit Lions. Let's uh, talk about this flex position. Uh, John went with a tight end in the flex position with uh, Gallus Godert. Godare? I don't know. I never learned the right Got it. I would say Godare. That sounds fancy. Like if I were him, I would I would go with that pronunciation. It's like Target and Target. Yeah, it's just yeah. it. One just makes you feel a little bit better about the trip, you know. Um, <laughs> but okay, Goddard. It's like Gogurt. Um, facing off against the currently playing this second Austin Eckler. Um, as of this moment, has uh, four carries for eight yards and one reception for eight yards. Two point six fantasy points in in mine and Rich's matchup because Rich, you also have. Austin Eckler going. Um, Eckler is a very good back. He has a good matchup here against the Raiders. Um, he did not play in this game last time around, um, but has put together a pretty good stretch of games over the last three weeks in the double digits. It seems likely that he'll get into the double digits again. The question is how much and how much better than Dallas Goddard will that <laughs> be? Um, so you're both obviously a little biased. I don't have Austin Eckler going. I think Austin Eckler is probably going to end up in the in the 15 point range by the end of the night. Um, Dallas is projected nine points in your fantasy league. Um, Arizona is a little bit weak against the tight end position. I think there's a world in which he could get into the end zone. The the new quarterback in Philly is a, a bit of a wild card. You don't necessarily know what you're going to get. He had a good game last week. Um, I think that should be a, a fairly high-scoring game in Philly. I just don't know how many of those points Dallas is going to get. So I will give the edge to Austin Eckler. Um, Rich, what about you? I mean, this one's not close. I, I really hate – I mean, we talked about it before the show. I hate putting a tight end in my flex position unless his name is Kelsey Kittle or Andrews or Waller. Besides those guys, I mean, there's not anyone that's going to sniff my, my flex position there. I don't think this one's close just because I think Hertz is, you know, he's, he's run first type guy. He's going to look at the outside for his receivers. Uh, Goddard definitely did jump Ertz because Ertz is already out the door. There's no way he's going to be an Eagle next year. 
Uh, and then I'm going to cry. It's probably going to happen. Honestly. <laughs> Joe Douglas, it just makes too much sense. Um, and then Austin Eckler, I think, you know, he could be one of the highest scoring players on your team this week. They've only had it the ball, I think, once or twice. Uh, 15, I think, is fair. Uh, I think a little more for him because I think uh, the Chargers might go up and just keep the pedal to the metal. And that's me being biased, by the way. Um, and as we're watching this game, the Raiders are second in goal at about the, the two-yard line. I know. I see it behind me. I'm just being a, a smart aleck there. Um, I, I think that the uh, – the Cardinals will beat the Eagles, and I think that the Chargers will beat the Raiders. That's just my analysis there, but Eckler wins that matchup by a long shot. I like it. Let's talk about the secondary flex position here. Uh, Marcus is rocking Kiki Cutie. Kute? Cootie? I don't know. We'll find oh. out eventually. Maybe it's like Cowdy or like something like we don't even like expect, you know? Like there's like a there's like a fourth pronunciation that couldn't possibly be right. That's Some extra fancy. Yeah. 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 That's you gotta say it with an accent, roll your R's or something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you're squaring up against Michael Thomas, listed as questionable against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm assuming Michael Thomas can play. He's gonna blow Kiki Cootie out of the water. Um and we've already discussed these games, so just matchup-wise, Marcus, why don't you talk about Thomas versus Cutie? I mean, yeah, Michael Thomas was held out of practice today, um, ankle injury. Um, but good chance he'll play. Um, won't be at 100%, but he's Michael Thomas, so it doesn't really matter. Um, he's going to beat uh, Cutie because um, if Deshaun doesn't play, Cutie's value drops. Um even if Deshaun does play, it's not like his value is sky high anyway. Um, so Michael Thomas will win this matchup if he plays. I agree with that. And as we're as Marcus, you're giving your analysis, Derek Carr just like hurt his groin or something on a rollout to the right, and uh, he had uh, Jason Witten in the end zone, and yeah, he just like he hurt something and he had to get himself out of bounds. So they they're doing a field goal try. Uh, certainly interesting for the rest of that game. I might have jinxed them when I just said that they were uh, second in goal. Uh, additionally, uh, and he's going right to the locker room. Additionally, when he like hiked over to the to the side to like you know kind of catch his breath or whatever, there was a coffee cup just like chilling like on the sideline there. And I immediately went to that Game of Thrones episode where they like goofed up at the end. And there was a Starbucks cup. It just yeah. looks so out of place. I was like, yeah. whose coffee is this? <laughs> Some photographer. It's the emergency um, cup for Lamar Jackson since you know, he's got poop. I think everyone's got to poop at least once. <laughs> or it, like the coffee helps get the poop out, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a natural laxative. Uh, the kicker matchup is always hard to um, really get a, a, a good read on this. Um, the projections are about even. You have Myers from Seattle facing off against the football team. And John has Sanders from Miami going against New England. I think both kickers could have good games. You know, the, the, I think they're on the better team in each respective matchup. I think they'll get a couple of extra points and, and probably a field goal or two. Um, so that one's a little bit of a draw to me. Any additional kicker analysis from you guys? Nah. I mean, I think New England's going to beat Miami. It's just going to be one of those fluke games where Miami is the better team right now, but Bill Belichick is like, I want another one. So they're going to win. Just because that. <laughs> and like, especially with the rookie quarterback on the other side, right? Like there's, there's some of that. Um, 
a foot. This next projection doesn't make a lick of sense to me in your game, Marcus. And that's um, your projection is fine. The Vikings defense projected 15.4 points against Chicago. It's the other one that I don't get. The Saturday night game, the Carolina Panthers defense are projected about 13 points against Green Bay's offense, which is like the best offense in football right now. I think Carolina's defense gets like negative three points. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers is is MVP candidate. Him and Mahomes are the top two candidates, and Devontae is looking like the best receiver in football right now. And uh, Marquez Valdez Scantlin is catching touchdowns. Tunyon is catching touchdowns. Rodgers is just slinging it. Um, yeah, I don't think their defense is going to play very well against Green Bay. So that's another one where I think you're going to pick up about 15 points because I, I think Carolina probably has zero on defense. And I could see Minnesota getting a couple of sacks on, on Chicago. I could see Minnesota getting a pick. Um, they'll give up a couple of points, but I, I could see them doing enough where they score some and, and, and you make up on the differential. So that is that is your fantasy matchup. Are you planning to, to make any major changes? Are you scouring the waiver wires still? Like what's – What's going you know, through your head here? The only change I considered was putting in Cleveland's defense instead of Minnesota's. Uh, Cleveland plays the Giants. I don't know if the Giants are going to put up a ton of points. If Daniel Jones doesn't play, I'm even more confident in starting Cleveland's defense. But I don't think Minnesota do bad just considering I'm going against the Panthers' defense. And Like you just said, I don't think they're going to put up points. So I think I'll win that matchup, but – I really want to win it. I don't want to win by like three. I would win that defensive matchup <laughs> by like 30. Well, I, I think you could just given how awful Carolina is going to perform against Green Bay defensively. So that is your matchup. I think we, b- with our analysis here, we have you winning by about 30 to 40 points based on, on your matchups. Uh, so signed, sealed, and delivered. Marcus might be advancing to the next round of the playoffs. Anything can happen uh, in fantasy football, though. Uh, now, Rich, let the trash talking begin because you and I have a, have a showdown. Uh, we thought this could happen last week, and then I lost my last game of the regular season, uh, which put me in second place in, in this league as opposed to first. So now we get to play this week because of the seeding. Um, and we just talked about how, how god-awful – the Panthers defense is going to do against the green Bay uh, offense. But I got to tell you the quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater has been a, a pretty, pretty nice piece for fantasy football this season. He's not a premier quarterback, but considering my main guy was Joe Burrow. And this is like the backup play. Teddy Bridgewater has been giving me everything I need. You have Tom Brady going against hot Atlanta. Um, Brady has been Pretty good this season. A little bit inconsistent. He's had a dud here or there, um, but I think as a whole, right, is a is a good quarterback, and he's facing a weak defense. Has yet to face Atlanta. They're facing Atlanta twice in the last three weeks of the season, which is a little bit interesting. Um, I think you will win this matchup, but I think it's going to be closer than than people will realize. Yeah, I mean, I. I- you know, Brady against Atlanta. I think he's gonna he's gonna little get a little healthy against that defense. My alternative is Deshaun Watson, and we already talked about that. I can't do that. 
he's hurt and he's he's throwing to my neighbor down the street. That's who's on his team right now. So, <laughs> um, I uh, you know Bridgewater is good too. You got Robbie Anderson, you got DJ Moore. You can dump it off to my man Mike Davis, who's on my team. So I'll vulture some of those points, but. You know, it is going to be close, but I think this is the type of game where Brady's going to have like three touchdowns because um, Matt Ryan on the other side is going to sling the ball a lot. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't love the Buccaneers' defense, uh, so I think this is going to be like two teams that are going to be in the 30s, some some sort of game like that. I agree with, with that. I, I think Brady's going to get a couple touchdowns. I think the X factor, though, for Teddy is he has four rushing touchdowns this, this year, I, and I, I feel like he could get another one against Green Bay. Um I, I, I like that as a little bit of an X factor. He's not afraid to to run the football. Uh, and the Green Bay Carolina game and the Atlanta Tampa Bay game, just uh, football game wise, Marcus, who, who do you like to, to come out on top in those? Um, for the Panthers game, I like the Packers. Um, and I think Atlanta's going to lose. I think um, their defense isn't very good. And even if they were winning, they'll find a way to lose in the last three minutes. So I think uh, Tampa Bay will beat um, Atlanta, and I think Green Bay will beat the Panthers. I I agree with that 100%. Let's let's talk running backs. Um, we already discussed Austin Eckler currently playing, still at two and a half points. I think uh, the Chargers just got the football back, though, and are moving it. So um, could see something happen there. Um, I have Derrick Henry. He was one of my top picks. He was limited <laughs> practice on Thursday, um, hoping that everything's fine. But Derrick Henry is just a monster and a half in fantasy. Uh, he had 36 points against Jacksonville last week. Um, it's another great matchup against Detroit. And I think without Stafford, Tennessee has the benefit of going up early and just running the football a lot, which just leads into Derrick Henry having another pretty monstrous game. He's had two monstrous games in a row before. Um, I don't know if it's going to be, uh, what's it, the the near 40 points we, we got last week or the, the 40 points against Indianapolis, but he, he's, he's pretty good at running the football, my man Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, I hope he plays like he played against the Browns. That would be great. Uh, only getting 4.9, that would, that would be the dream there. Uh, you know, they're going to go up quick and then they're going to just run him with McNichols for three quarters, you know, let him rest. He, you know, he, he had an off day today, let him rest, but no, honestly, he's going to, he's going to put up at least 20 points. This is the type of game where it's just going to be a blowout. And, uh, you know, I don't see anything less than 20 points from him and Tennessee is going to just run away with this. Um, so yeah, you got me, even if Eckler puts up 19, I mean, Henry's going to put up 20. So you got me on this one. I think I got you on the Brady Bridgewater, though. I, I agree with that. Um, and I'm actually going to have to make a, a change here for my second running back position. Uh, I currently have Antonio Gibson in. I was a little hopeful he might recover from the, the turf toe. He's sat out of practice today, and it's it's not looking likely. So it's looking like Leonard Fournette might end up sneaking his way into my, uh, into my lineups again, who's been a uh, just a real thorn in my side. All season long, <laughs> um, but uh, Rojo has been ruled out. Um, Fournette sat out last week, so it might be a little fresh. I don't know. He might get might get one of those touchdowns on the on the throwing arm of Tom Brady. Maybe uh, 
uh, the couple of times I've needed Fournette, he's gotten me about 10, 11 points. And that's really all I would need to feel happy from Leonard Fournette. Um, facing Mike Davis, Davis has been having a, a, a tremendous season, uh, especially kind of just in this like relief area that wasn't really expected from him. He had a monster game last week against Denver, uh, 26 points coming off of the bye. The thing here matchup-wise is how early does Aaron Rodgers get the show going? How quickly do the Panthers have to start slinging the ball, right? I think that's the question mark that you got to be asking yourself, right, Rich? I mean, yes and no. Uh, I think that Bridgewater, you know, he's a mobile quarterback, so I think the running back is always involved no matter how much they're down. But, um, you know, I like I like Mike Davis in this situation not only because he's putting up points, but he's going to vulture some of, you know, Bridgewater's points. But you putting Fournette in does the same damn thing on my side. So they kind of came to the other Just a little bit. Yeah, I think Davis has, you know, a couple more points than Fournette at the end of the day. But, I mean, I, I think the vulturing is going to do a, a lot of help on your side of things. So I agree. I, I think we're actually fairly evenly matched through the first three positions. It really depends on Derrick Henry. Um I feel like I might net a couple of points if Derrick Henry could have one of those monster games. But um, I, I feel like we're pretty even through three. And I'm just seeing if there's any picks that we missed uh, in any of these games. I don't I don't think so. Um, so let's talk about a, a, a game I don't think we gave a pick for before. We already discussed Justin Jefferson. He's facing off against my DK Metcalf. And yes, he's mine. I claim ownership over DK Metcalf. Uh, I feel like I've been I've been touting his his praises for way too long. Um, he's one of my favorites in the NFL. Had 18 points last week against the Jets. I thought it would be more, but he's been in double digits four weeks in a row. He faces off against uh, the Washington football team. He's projected 17 points. Uh, I, you know, I think he has another pretty awesome game. He finds ways to get into the end zone. He's a big play type of guy. He gets targeted. Um, you know, I, I think this is probably fairly even between him and Justin Jefferson points wise at the end of the day. Um, I just, I love, I love me DK Metcalf Marcus <laughs> from a, a, a game perspective, Seattle versus Washington. What's your analysis of it? Um, well, one, I'll add something to the last game for the green Bay. I'll say that, uh, green Bay has allowed every running back to get at least a hundred yards except for one. So that that does pretty well, goes pretty well for Mike Davis. Um, I think he might add to that list. Um, from the Seattle-Washington game, um, I think Seattle wins the game. Um, I think DK does have a good game because Tyler Lockett is kind of in a slump. I know because I have him in another league. And DK is clear-cut number one on that team, number one receiver. So I think uh, DK can have a good matchup, have a good game for you, and I think that Seattle wins this matchup. And Rich, matchup wise, Seattle, Washington, do do you concur? Yeah, no, it's going to be a blowout. Which I mean, that might be the problem because that's what the problem was last week. Russell Wilson didn't play the fourth quarter, so why would DK Metcalf? Uh, I don't exactly. I don't think it's going to be you know the shellacking like what happened with the forty to three win against the uh, the Jets, but I think it's going to be a blowout again. So we'll have to see. I think Washington's a little more competitive than you've been giving them credit for. I, I, I think, I think, line, yes. I think 
I think Russell Wilson will have to finish the game. I'll put it like that. <laughs> he, he might have to play all four quarters, maybe. Who knows how much throwing he'll have to do, though. Let's uh, let's head on down to – I don't know why he's technically my wide receiver, too. He's the wide receiver one in, in all of our hearts. Devontae Adams is just – Beast. Uh, what a what a beautiful beautiful monster he's he's developed into. Uh, I remember a few years ago just not getting the hype for Devonte Adams. I don't remember how many years ago, but I remember watching a game and being like, "Why do I care about Devonte Adams?" They got Jordy Nelson. They got whoever the other guy was, Randall Cobb. I was like, "Why do they keep talking about Devonte Adams?" And if I could have told myself then that Devontae Adams would be scoring this many fantasy points every <laughs> week, I think I would pinch myself. Uh, he's projected 24 points, which seems insane, but honestly is probably going to happen. And we've discussed this game, but not this player. Rich, you have Allen Robinson uh, going from the Chicago Bears. Huge game last week, 27 points. He put up 27 <laughs> points last uh, against Green Bay as well. Uh 13 points against Detroit in between. Can he keep this trend up against Minnesota? Because he's going to need that kind of game to outscore Devontae Adams. I mean, I really think he can. I mean, I said it last week, Trubisky throws to Allen Robinson every other pass. That is a legit stat because I looked at it last week. Every other pass goes to Allen Robinson, and most of them are touchdowns. Um, You know, I think Allen Robinson – you know, is keeping Mitch Trubisky on the field and he knows it because he's making him look good and everyone else can't catch the ball. It's literally the uh, Allen Robinson Cole Komet show right now with a little spice of Montgomery in there and there's no one else on the team. So is he going to put up as many points as Devontae Adams? No. Is he going to come within five points? Probably. So, I yeah, mean, I think, I think that. that's possible. I think that's possible as well. I think we're going to have a, a pretty tight game. Like, tighter than what our projection currently states at, at the top. Um, because, yeah, Robinson's been on a, on a tear lately. The tight end position is where I think I, I can get a little bit of ground on you. Uh, I got Robert Tanyan going. He's had double digits the last four weeks. He's becoming one of the more consistent tight ends around the NFL. Rodgers likes getting him a touchdown. You have Jared Cook going at the tight end position for the Saints. He's had two double-digit points games in a row. Um, but prior to that was – at like five points and I, I feel like Kansas City doesn't get quite enough credit defensively they're, they're pretty good defense as well to to go with that that potent offense um I think I get the edge there uh Marcus what about you you can be the tiebreaker um I not think... really a tiebreaker I didn't ask Rich's opinion <laughs> you, you can what, give your opinion first <laughs> uh what I'll say is um you know Tunyon, he's always an option just because Rogers is his QB a lot of pressure is taken off for those receivers because, you, you know, Devontae is going to get doubled. But with Jared Cook, um, Kansas City has allowed four tight ends to get 100 yards since week 11. And with Taysom Hill as quarterback, uh, Cook has scored in consecutive games. So um, I don't I don't know. I think it might be um, pretty even. I don't know who's going to run away with it. But I'll just say – I'll say Tunyon. I'll give him a slight edge just because – Rodgers is a better QB than Taysom Hill. I mean, Rich nodded yes. So, yeah, no, I mean, if Drew Brees comes back, you know, like I said, it's going to make everyone on the team better, you know, including Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, everyone who we talked about before. I think the same goes for Jared Cook. Um, Taysom Hill has found Jared Cook in the end zone multiple weeks, which is, is cool. 
but I would love to have Drew Brees in there instead. Uh, and like you said, it, in a game where it's going to be a high-scoring game, I'm trying to pick as many people from that game as possible. There's no way that this game isn't going to be super high-scoring. So if, let's say, five of those passes go to Jared Cook and one of them is a touchdown, I'm happy. Um, but yeah, Tanya, he's like we said last week, he's good for one long ball and it's usually a touchdown. So you're probably going to get your points with him in two throws as opposed to me getting it in five or six. And he actually has to get five or six targets for that to happen. So I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to go with Tanya. So that is a, a slight edge to me in the tight end position. Let's move to the flex, Rich, and let's talk about the Buffalo Bills against the Denver Broncos. Uh, I am sporting. Who, so you said uh, you have the young version of this man. I, I'll take the original, please. Stephon Diggs with the Buffalo Bills is uh, a PPR machine. He had uh, just one of the most incredible games I've ever seen out of a wide receiver on national television uh, last week. Uh, nearly 30 points the week before. He had 19 points. Um, he, he's been playing exceptionally since the bye week. It's a good matchup against the Denver Broncos. Um, he just, this is where Josh Allen likes to go and he, where he's in trouble. Um, and Diggs is able to score. You have Julio Jones going one of the best wide receivers in football. Um, it's just kind of, can he stay healthy? He missed practice today, Thursday. Um, he missed last week's game the week beforehand. He had 15 points and then he missed the week before that when he's healthy though, he's an absolute beast. So, Matchup-wise, let's assume Julio can go. I, I think Diggs-Julio is a little bit even, but what's your gut telling you on if he suits up on, on Sunday, Rich? Even if he plays, I'm still 50-50 if he's going to start. Um, I know that if I'm going to say this name a few weeks ago, people are going to be like, what are you talking about? They're not close. But T.Y. Hilton has been killing it the last couple of weeks. And you know, I'm looking at his stats. I'm looking at how he's playing with Rivers. And it's tempting to put him in no matter any way I can. If you look at the last three weeks, he had 18, 25, and then 25.6. I mean, he's just getting nothing but touchdowns. Then Houston's going to get blown away. So uh, you're either going to see Julio or you're going to see Hilton there. And there's going to be no in between. But uh, I think Diggs is going to outscore both of them. Uh, so I'm going to go <laughs> with you on this one. But, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be one of those two guys. So prepare to be not prepared. <laughs> I I, uh, I think you might be better off going with Hilton. I, he's, mm -hmm. he's been on a tear lately. Yeah. I think that game's going to be a blowout. Um, I, I think that um, if I were you, I would make that sub now, honestly, especially with the injury concern. And Marcus seems to be nodding his head. So do you think Hilton or Diggs, who gets the edge? Um, I'm going to go Diggs. Um, I think it will be close, though. T.Y., like you said, has been on a tear. I mean, even over his career, he's been destroying the Texans. Um, I looked up something. They said over he played the Texans 17 times in his career. His total stats from those games, 98 catches, over 1,700 yards, and 11 touchdowns. He destroys the Texans. Uh, um, yeah, he goes off. So I would say, um, I'll say pencil him in for another big game. But with the Bucks, uh, not the Bucks, the Bills, I mean, Josh Allen loves Stephon Diggs. So I think it'll be close, but I'll edge out uh, Diggs over T.Y. 
And game wise, I think we're all in agreement. The Bills should beat the Denver Broncos, right? Like, yeah, that should be a beatdown. Um, we've already discussed this game, Titans Detroit, but I have uh, the wide receiver Corey Davis in my my second flex, who uh, disappointed last week against Jacksonville with only three point four points, but the week before had thirty five points, uh, ten, and was in double digits every game before that. Um, you know, I think it was a disappointing game. Maybe he can't quite carry the rock as a number one receiver, but I think he has the opportunity to bounce back in, in a, in a really nice matchup against Detroit. Um, but you have a, a very rock solid wide receiver going in Deontay Johnson, who, uh, he has a bit of a dropsy problem, but he also is one of the favorites of big Ben. So I actually, um, am leaning towards giving you the edge. Um, Deontay Johnson also coming off a bit of a rough week last week, but I, I think we'll bounce back as well. And I think we'll have a better game than, than my boy, Corey Davis. I mean, I'm going to give the edge to me on this one too, just for this one. Cause, cause of last week, I think last, well, actually last week was scary for both of these guys. I mean, Corey Davis underperformed and yeah, my guy actually got benched, but he came back and he's pissed off. So I think he's going to be pissed going into this game. And I think he's going to put those, uh, extra, good gloves on so they stick to the ball a little more so he doesn't get benched again. Um, but both these games are going to be blowouts, so I don't really know how long our guys are going to be in there. They might run the ball for the majority of this game. So uh, I'm going to give the edge to my guy, uh, but it, it's going to be probably within five points like every other one of the matchups we have. And Marcus, what, what, do, you, what do you think? And then I have a, a follow-up question for you. Uh, I'll give the edge to uh, Deontay. Um, sometimes it's hard to t- trust the Titans receivers just because Henry is so good. You know, the offense kind of runs through him. So the receivers don't really get the ball as much as they would, let's say, Big Ben slinging the ball against Cincinnati. So I'll give the slight edge to uh, Rich's guy, Deontay. Well, so we all give the edge to Deontay, but I got a fella on my bench who I think could have a good game. And that's Robbie Anderson. And Rich, I'm not going to ask you what I should do here because I think that's a little unfair, but (laughs) I did give you some good advice that I say, I think you should start T Y Hilton over Julio. So if you would like to return the favor, you may, Uh, but Marcus, do you feel Robbie Anderson is a better start for Corey Davis? Because the Panthers are going to have to be slinging this football to to stay competitive against green Bay. Uh, I think I would probably keep in Corey Davis just because, like I said earlier, with Henry, he's going to get the ball. But if he's dominating, that opens up play action passes for Corey Davis. And I think Tannehill can have a decent game. Um, at least 20 points in the last four games each. Uh, he's not, you know, slouching or nothing like that. And the Lions, I mean, they, they allow a lot of points per game to a quarterback. So I would keep Corey Davis in. Rich, any comments? I would I would do it too. I think Corey Davis is going to outscore Robbie Anderson, but I mean, if it's me, I think you should put in Will Fuller because I think he's going to have a good game. Oh, oh, shush you! <laughs> if Will Fuller didn't uh, get suspended, maybe I'm glad like those like points didn't get a uh, like retroactively pulled or something though. Like the game before he got suspended, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course the after. After he scores 35 points, he gets suspended for performance-enhancing drugs. So, yeah. you know. That's why he scored 35 points. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
But all right, very good. I I am going to agree with you guys. I think Corey Davis is probably the better play here. Uh, we got the kickers. We got the battle of the kickers, Rich. Uh, I picked up Mason Crosby because I used to start Brandon McManus, and he had a terrible game last week. So uh, I feel burnt, and I think uh, I think Mason Crosby might get seven extra points this week. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'll take seven points. You're rocking Stefan Gaskowski. Gaskowski, I'm not great at saying his name. Um, he's got a, a, a weird streakiness. Sometimes he misses a lot. Sometimes he scores a ton of points. Um, not the most consistent kicker in the world, Stefan Gaskowski, but, um, I think, I think that's pretty much a wash. I think they're, they're going to have about the same game. Is there any more Jewish sounding kicker than that though? No. Stefan Gaskowski, but no, I mean, uh, I guess he's definitely one of my people for sure. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) or at least like related to one. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that he's good for, I'm going to say two field goals and an extra point. So, I mean, I'm going to shoot for seven too. There's not really any like make or break kickers this week that are available. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the one that might score just because it's going to be a blowout. That's why I picked it. I think it's going to be a blowout. So, they're going to run the ball and then be like, ah, I don't want to be mean. And then they're going to kick a field goal. So, And now let's move on to the defenses. And a theme in this show very early on was defenses wins fantasy football championships. And not for nothing, I credit this, this team for a big reason why I won in the fashion I did last week. And I think this will be my X factor again this week. I have the Los Angeles Rams defense facing off against the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. And I just think they're going to abuse – Sam Darnold or Joe Flacco or or Marcus Taylor or whoever is going to be starting at quarterback for the Jets. And I, I think they're going to have over 20 fantasy points, just legitimately. Um, I know the Jets' offense didn't – let me put it this way. They didn't have, like, a crazy amount of fantasy points the Seattle Seahawks defense last week against the Jets. But uh, I, that defense is pretty bad and they held the Jets to three points. I think a pretty good defense is going to score on the Jets with via pick sixes or fumbles, and there's going to be a lot of sacks. You have a, a pretty decent defense in the 49ers. They're just facing a better team in Dallas, I think, and the Niners' defense is pretty beat up. The Dallas is better than the Jets. That's a fact. Ooh. It's a fact. No, it's not debatable. It's a fact. <laughs> a little bit. I don't know. They've been, they're pretty bad. I think Dallas – I mean – the Jets are bad, bad. Dallas is bad. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I know. The, the 49ers are good for, like, three sacks, and we'll, we'll pick off Andy Dalton one time. It's going to be a close battle between those two teams. So, um, I know. I Obviously, the Rams are going to win by 30, but that's going to be all offensive. Probably Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and Cam Akers. Defense is going to be tired because they're going to be on the field all game. Uh, you'll only win that matchup by 12. <laughs> uh marcus do you think this is as big of a x factor as as i do in, in the battle of defenses yes yeah i think uh and i think san fran can actually um i think san fran can actually put up some points now that i think about it i think zeke is hurt and um i think 49ers they're gonna rough up dalton but i do think the rams they definitely put up more points yeah, I mean, listen, it's not like San Francisco's defense is incapable of scoring points. In fact, against the Rams, they had 19 of them. Um, it's just the last couple of weeks they haven't. 
three against Buffalo, eight against Washington. I would say Washington is a fairly similarly skilled team to Dallas. Um, and I, I think that's about what you can expect. Um, so that is our matchup. As you can see, most of these were pretty close. Um, according to our projection, Rich, I'm projected to win by 20 points. I don't know if it'll actually be that distant. I think this will probably end up being a, a five to 10 point game. Uh, and I'm knocking on wood, hoping that I get to advance. Yeah, well, no, you won. I was going to I'm going to make you say it on the air. Marcus, <laughs> and, uh, no, Marcus, I mean, Mar Mar Marcus betrayed me and died. What? What I did? I don't know. His internet got all screwy. Marcus, do you think I'll win too? Yeah, I think it'll be close, but I think the defense is what's going to push you over the top. That And that's kind of where I'm at. Is there anything left in, about the NFL this week that you guys wanted to address before we sign off? No. no. Jet blue, please. <laughs> uh, Trevor Lawrence allegedly – uh, is interested in going and helping rebuild the New York Jets. So I busted out my brand new New York Jets hat uh, in, in celebration of this great interview. And uh, we're, we're very much looking forward to uh, to the savior, Trevor, hopefully being drafted by the New York Jets. Knock on wood. Uh, what if he's a bust? Whatever. At least we tried. <laughs> we had nothing but bust. I'll take one that looks like a stallion. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sam Darnold was also supposed to do this a couple years ago. <laughs> and, uh, like, whatever, if he's a bust, we'll just do it again in three years. It's fine. Now, Darnold's going to go to a new team, and he's going to show you what he can do. Maybe. Probably not, but maybe. Um, so, guys, this has been a real fun show. We're, we're very much enjoying the fantasy football playoffs. If you have any questions, our Twitter addresses are here on the screen at Seagorps94, at Coda522, at EM Taylor. 29 or of course at daily to dynasty go ahead and remember to interact ask your questions we'll help you get your lineup set in time for saturday football don't forget there's saturday football this week sunday football monday football all the football it's great it's going to be a real fun weekend for rich and marcus this has been daily to dynasty and as we are in forever search of our ending catchphrase allegedly that'll do her <laughs>